You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. Today, there's a bombshell. Uh oh. Something happened. Oh, boy. Wasn't good. No. Wasn't me either. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Well, who could it have been? Hmm. There's only two of us here, so um, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. Rob had a crash. Uh, now, this is a great opportunity for us because failure is our greatest opportunity to learn, correct, and move forward uh, and actually grow. And that's actually why we really appreciate failure here at Drone U. Um, when someone crashes on that obstacle course. It's actually something that uh, I really, really enjoy because it's an opportunity to correct an emotion that typically ruins people. Um, and it can have an extended period of an effect. So, yeah, as long as nobody's hurt, we should treat it like when somebody drops a bunch of plates and glasses in a restaurant, right? Everybody claps, everybody cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody clapped nor cheered. With yes. my experience. Yes. So today's show, we're not going to actually have a question. We're going to talk about and break down for everyone who's, you know, brand new to drones, or let's just say you've had drones for three years, but you haven't flown them for a year. You are going to forget stuff. I promise you're going to forget stuff. And just like Rob, you may end up crashing. So we're going to talk about, you know, Rob's flight. He was crashing. And we're going to talk about, you know, what happened and how we could potentially avoid that in the future. Why are we doing this? Well, we're doing this in an effort to try to help you avoid a crash because flying a drone is not like riding a bike. You don't just <laughs> pick it back up. So, Rob. Yeah. All right. What happened? Which drone was it? Everyone wants to know. <laughs> well, I didn't want to talk about that. Uh, no, I mean, <laughs> it, uh, to, to tell you, to, to kind of warm Rob up for this uh, this roasting session here, um, uh, you know, oh, it would, it's feeling hot in here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, Rob came uh, into the conference room a couple days ago, and he was like, "Paul, um, I'm worried you're going to be disappointed." <laughs> And I won't, I won't forget that. I was like, disappointed. And I was like, he doesn't use that word much. What does he mean? <laughs> and so he goes, uh, the gimbal on the Mavic 2 Pro, it's uh, it's uh, it's gonzo. And uh, <laughs> uh, we might need a new Mavic 2 Pro there, Paul. And, and I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, so, you know, I saw some refurbished ones online. I noticed drone nerds had some, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ugh. And he goes, what? I said, well, you said you were worried that I would be disappointed. I am disappointed. Not in that you crashed and that you wanted to buy me a secondhand drone. <laughs> like, come on, man. This ain't a car. I wouldn't call it secondhand. Maybe like 1.25 hand. <laughs> yeah, but buying a used drone. Rigorous testing. I know we've done multiple podcasts uh, and I knew what the answer would be. But I had to ask because it saves a few hundred dollars but yeah okay. anyways I, I just felt bad okay I still so feel bad. let's break this down All where right. were you what happened Ugh, where was i so we're gonna put the video but i was in one of the more beautiful places in new mexico if not the rocky mountains um and you'll see that and we were at a lake i think it's about twelve thousand feet up called latir lakes and there's actually a series of eight of them where is this uh it's north of red river huh now i want to go 
phenomenal, beautiful. And generally you probably need, you don't have to have one, but if you don't have a four wheel drive, um, getting up to it's going to be a challenge or at least a truck, right? Uh, expedition or something like that. Anyways, we were up there camping, camped right on the lake. Beautiful, phenomenal. I was going to get some cool shots, was well on my way. Here's what I did. I was not aware. Well, there's a couple things. We could go back to the setup of the drone because you had it set up for some stuff that you use it for regularly. So let's hit that point really fast. Right. Okay, so one of the big points that we're putting in our new props program is understanding when you're working into teams and how settings can be saved on your phone. And sometimes the settings are not transferred or sometimes they are transferred or they're stored or they're hard coded to the drone. Mm-hmm. Hard-coded to the drone? Me, well, like, so specifically, like our drone? <laughs> specifically our drone. Well, specifically our drone, but also specifically obstacle avoidance. Yes. So I had, so just so all of you are aware, and actually this is an opportunity for me to grow, I've always told everyone, turn off your obstacle avoidance because I've always thought of uh, the pilot as someone who's spatially aware. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, 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 and is, you know, thinking about what's around them at all times. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Yeah. But Carry anyway. On. The thing is, I think we actually set up Rob to fail because all of the drones that we fly, unfortunately or fortunately, no, however, it's a good thing. It, uh, yeah, are are coded, are programmed to be more aggressive, and uh, well, we've got all the settings changed. So obstacle avoidance is off on pretty much every drone that we have. All the sensitivities, expos, and gains are also changed on all the drones. So it's kind of like, you know, if you had a brand new 16-year-old driver and you gave them an SUV thinking it would be really safe and it would be a good fit for them, it's big, it's clunky, they can't move around too fast, but you ended up buying them the Twin Turbo Expedition, right? Mm -hmm. You had no idea it had 400 horsepower available at 2K RPM, right? You had no idea it does 0 to 60 in 5 seconds. A little bit of torque, yep. So our drones are set up like that, right? They're made for max power. Uh, the only gains that are slowed down is the yaw sensitivity gain. So um, that's kind of slowed down. But which, which I, that actually was helping me in this. You'll see. It's actually a pretty good video. I do say <laughs> so myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad we got something out of it. <laughs> um, but my long, long and the short of it is we kind of set up Rob to fail. So, well, I appreciate that. Um, but I, I take, I, it's all about responsibility in this world, right? I take responsibility. So setting it up, you're going to see from the video that I'm on the side of a lake, What you can't see because the video is looking off to the east, just to the west is a very steep face and the trees come around there. But it, to me, where spatial awareness, where I failed it at uh, acknowledging sort of the spatial situation that I was in, I guess I was closer than I realized. So I was so focused on getting this shot that I completely lost track of the space on the other side of the camera on the drone. And you'll see what happens in the video. I was completely surprised when it ran into a tree and that's when it essentially broke the gimbal, right? So it's on me. I mean, I was not paying, I was so focused on the shot. I totally lost track of 
what was going on on the other side of the drone. Yep. And, you know, it's something that Howell talked about. And he's like, you know, we should talk about this more. And we just talked about it in operations class. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah. But one of the things we don't talk about is this balance between line of sight flight and FPV flight mm-hmm. and being able, and, you know, constantly looking up at the drone to understand where it is in real space. Yeah. Because when you're... Because I could, I mean, it was line of sight. I could have seen it. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying is like... No, I know. You know, it's this, it's this balance, right? Everything in life is a balance. And, you know, one of the things is that you can get so fascinated with the footage that you're taking. And honestly, it's really beautiful footage that you get caught up in it, right? And this is where we talk about in the Don't Crash course, when you get giddy and excited because you just <laughs> got your new drone, you just killed 30% of your brain by doing that. Just so you know, we talk about that, okay? And we talk about how you have to overcome that because things like this happen. Yeah. If if you let the emotion get to you, right? And this is also a great lesson for me and for others. Negative emotion is not the only bad emotion. Positive emotion and mm-hmm. extreme positive emotions can be just as detrimental as negative emotions. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, going back to this, when he's flying, he's got the great shot. You know, he doesn't have the radar turned on. He doesn't have uh, the obstacle avoidance on. And when you fly kind of far away from yourself, what happens is that in you're looking at the feed, you're looking at the field of view, right? So you think that the drone is in a location based off of what you're looking at, yet you forget that the field of view is about 94 degrees. So Mm -hmm. when Rob is flying over the edge of the lake and it looks like that he's just now breaching, you know, the waterline and moving on to land, he's actually much further behind. He's actually 50, 60, 70 feet behind the shoreline. I'm looking at it even here, which is like three seconds before the crash, and I still can't believe how close I was to the trees. And it's that. And it happened to me. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's so. a great example of parallax, too, what we were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, um, episode uh, 1134, yeah, last one. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me ask you this, Rob. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know, um, but you've been really focused at Drone U on building this business and not flying. You've really let me be the, the pilot, and I appreciate that. Um, that said, you, this year, I would say the, um, the willingness to fly and the um, motivation and inspiration has really ticked up. Like you're, yeah. you're loving it, right? I am. I, I don't know why. I mean, I went camping again last weekend and I took three drones. Uh, that was um, one of my favorite points, milestones in the company's history, <laughs> by the way. I'm really weird about my indicators. I think Rob could, could say that. Uh, I pay attention to everything. Yeah. And one of the things that he said was, hey, I'm going to take the Skydio, but because of what happened last time, can I take the Mavics and this? And I was just, I just started smiling because <laughs> I was just like, he caught the bug. Yeah. He well, caught it. I, no, definitely. I, I'm, I'm having a blast. It's, and, you know, all of you out there saying, well, duh, <laughs> right? <laughs> I bet a lot of people are like, well, you've done 1,100 Where episodes. Where have you been? <laughs> what have you been doing? Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter, right? It's the, it, the timing doesn't matter. What matters is, okay, you're kind of getting into where people, they buy their drone, they're flying it, and they start to get confident, right? This is right where yeah. the this is right where the Shiza hits the fan, right? Oh, yeah, and pro- you know what? Even subconsciously, I'm probably thinking, I'm drone you. I don't need to know where the drone is. <laughs> Who you knows? You see this hat right? I'm wearing? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, it just speaks to being very, very deliberate 
about your emotions and about the way you're thinking about the environment that you're flying in, right? I mean, it's really important. It is really important. And let me ask you this. Okay, so field of view, spatial awareness. Are there any other lessons before we end this show about what you wish you would have known before you went on this flight? Or what you wish you would have been thinking about even. Well, yeah. So one of the things that we talked about, and, and this was you and I and, and um, Hoel yesterday, was if I would have flown even more, here's the thing. Um, it's going back to what you've already said, but it is one of the things that really sticks out to me, and that is the ability to hold the shot and continue to get the shot whilst taking a quick peek at the line of sight to know where the drone is, right, spatially. So it kind of speaks all together. It kind of all morphs together and the, and the circles overlap. But I think that's the big thing because I was so focused on the shot, I didn't want to take my eyes off the screen for fear of messing up the shot. But had I flown more and had more confidence that I could hold the shot without looking at the screen, I think I could have avoided the situation. You know, it's funny that you bring that up because in our flight mastery class, when we're teaching banking turns, mm -hmm. even virtually, I make a point to have like Hoel zoomed in as far as the camera will go to show this point in the turn. Mm -hmm. But we talk about how you reach this apex of the turn and you've got to learn to hold the sticks and you've got to learn to trust yourself to keep the sticks in exactly the position that they're in mm -hmm. to keep the motion smooth, right? It's learning to trust yourself. And I even say, and I'm holding the sticks and I look up at the drone and I'm like, see, you cannot tell the orientation right now because of the perception of where the object is in space. Yeah. That's why we hold it. We wait for that aircraft to make the final uh, turn. And now we can see the orientation. And now we go back into active control. Yeah, you know, it's going to sound really corny and that's okay. But relationships take time. And to have the kind of relationship with your drone whereby you can have that kind of confidence and trust in yourself in terms of how you're manipulating that drone takes time. It does, Rob. And that's why I think it's great to get practice in. And if you're a DroneU member, this is why we have built DroneU the way we have. And it's also a great opportunity to say we have done a terrible job in explaining it because drone you, the classes, right? You start off with your don't crash course. Then you get into your settings. Then you get into the drills and exercises course. Then you get into a uh, you know, flight over water. Then you get into advanced aerial videography. Then you get into aerial photography, right? There's a reason why these courses are long. There's a reason why these courses have exercises. And on that bombshell, you should probably take them to avoid crashing yourself. That's why we call it the don't crash course. My final words, I don't know if those were supposed to be the final words, is you know how you could make me feel better? Share your crashes. <laughs> I would love to see what you guys got going on. My crash is the 404 page right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So, then go watch that one if you I want. mean, I, I'll defend you on that one. That one wasn't your fault, but uh, nonetheless. It's funny. I've had four crashes and two have been my fault. Well, hey. Actually, no, I had a crash last week. I've had five crashes. Three of them were my fault. There you so, go. So, yeah. Even Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Dude, you want to hear what happened? I was flying the Cinewhip in the parking lot showing Kevin, and I was in a barrel roll, and I thought I hit the switch to go into manual mode so it would complete the barrel roll and instead of auto-rotating back. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. No, I hit the power switch. And, okay. <laughs> yeah, at like 60 feet up in the air. And there was like a bunch of uh, moms waiting at the for the doctors with their kids in the car, and all of a sudden just... 
boom. Uh, and then it caught on fire. <laughs> and that was like the third flight with that drone too. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It wasn't? No, it Second? wasn't. No, no, no. When I was in Blue Lake, I flew it about two and a half hours oh, every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so didn't know that. I didn't know that. I had to get the practice in for this race course. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You were flying it through the uh, the stump, the hollow stump uh -huh. and stuff. That's right. I yep. forgot about that. Yep. So. Anyways. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for joining us, Rob. I appreciate you sharing that crash. Yeah, I'm my pleasure. Um, well, not really my pleasure, but um, I hope that it can help some folks uh, avoid doing the same thing. Me too. Me too. Thanks again for joining us. Don't be afraid to leave us a review. Send in a question, even if it's a wonky one. Thanks again for joining us. This is Ask Drone You. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.